Praise be the Lord. We are going to read third. Let us first read First Chronicles chapter 22 verse 13. Verse 11. Now my son, the Lord be with thee and prosper thou. Prosper thou. And build the house of the Lord thy God as he has said of thee. Um, say First Chronicles chapter twenty-two, verse eleven. Only the Lord give thee wisdom and understanding, and give thee charge concerning Israel, that thou mayest keep the law of the Lord thy God. Then shalt thou prosper, if thou takest heed to fulfil the statutes and judgments which the Lord charge. Charged Moses with, with concerning Israel. Be strong and of good courage. Dread not, nor be dismayed. Intikale mwana wange, mokama abenawe, ulabo mukisa, ozimbe nyumba ya mukama katonda o, ngabwe ya kuogira ko, chokamu kama akuwe amagezi, no kutegeda, akukuti de ebya isi dairi, orioko kwate amateka ga mukama katonda o, Bocho bono labango mukisa bone kumango kola mate kane misango mukame biyakutida musa ebiyisi daidi vana amani ogumo moyo totia so tote tete muka. I'm going to talk about principles of success. Nina kugira kunono ezokula bwanguzi in life. Mubulamu. And uh, we shall add. Third John, third letter of John, chapter 1, verse 2. Uh, it says, For I rejoiced greatly when the brethren came and testified of the truth that is in thee, even as thou walkest in the truth. I have no greater joy that than to hear that my children walk in truth. Beloved, thou doest faithfully whatever thou doest to the brethren and to the strangers which have borne witness of charity before the church. Uh, beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health even as thy soul prospereth. Chomwagalwa nsabo berenga bulunji mu bigambo byonna eroberenge no bulamu ngo moyo gwegubero bulunji for i rejoiced greatly when the brethren came and testified of the truth that is in thee even as thou walkest in the truth ntikubanga nasanyuka nyo abolugana webajja nebantegeza amazima go ngagwe botambulira amazima may the lord add blessing to the reading of his word Amen. Yeah, let us pray again. Heavenly Father, we ask you, Lord, to come and guide and teach us and Stuff break the bread of life In the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord, Amen. Amen.
We have just concluded a weekend challenge. weekend challenge. Where we were taught a lot about progress. And uh, about uh, uh, success. I thought I should follow on teaching a little bit more. Amen. And uh, you may think, am I in the right position to teach about success. Are you, are you successful, Brother Gideon? Are you successful? Yes. Yeah. I think I'm a successful minister. Yeah. I count myself as a, as a successful minister. And I think these principles are general. When we talk about being successful, we are not talking about being successful only in uh, finances. But in what whatsoever you do. Because no one should do anything to not succeed. Israel is at war now. They want to succeed against the terrorists. The enemies. So when you Go to war. When you go to war, you want to succeed. If you're a business person, you want to be successful. You would be a fool for you to start something and you just don't mind how it ends. I'm, a, I'm in business but it doesn't matter to me how it will go. Whether it will succeed or not. That will be foolish. I'm in school but it doesn't matter to me how it will end. I don't, it doesn't matter to me the outcome. What kind of a, an attitude is that? A human being was made, is meant to succeed. And whatever you do, you should seek seek to succeed. In the ministry, you should seek to be a successful minister. Whatever you do, seek to excel. Get the best. Brother Branham told his son Billy Paul. My son Billy Paul. 
I wish you can become a minister. But you can't be a minister if God has not called you to be so. You should not be man-made. You should be God-made minister. But if you don't become a minister, I wish you can become a doctor. Don't try to look for those quotes in the tapes. They are not there. They are personal testimonies of Billy Paul giving what his experience with that. What he told him. He told him, but if you become a minister, be best. If you become a doctor, be best. If you become a bum, be the best bum there is. Never do a work in your life. Amen. If you become a bum, be the best bum there is. Do no work at all in your life. Be the kind of bum that can be written in the book of history. The genius book of records. Book of records. Like the best bum ever lived. Lived in Kampala. He never did even a single work in all his life. Still you are in records. People who excel. They leave a legacy. They leave history. They become famous. Even you find the, the ugliest man on earth. He becomes famous for becoming the ugliest. Amen. Amen. Now I'm saying doing work no excelling. And you excel. To de kola, we ought not to do work. Not mindful what the outcome shall be. We are all here on earth for a purpose. God sent us here for a purpose. What is a purpose? And what is a vision? A vision is what you, de you see that you desire to become. But a purpose is to fulfill the reason why God put you here on earth. And you must discover what purpose you are here for. Don't just leave that you're just living. They are 
trillions times trillions of children in your father who may have wanted to live but God did not allow them to live he allowed you because he has a purpose in you there is a particular purpose by God while you are here Amen. Amen. And you have to discover that purpose. While you are here on earth. It is upon you to discover. Praise be the name of the Lord. Brother Branham talks of a certain man. man. He went to their place. And the man showed him a big farm of hogs. He said, I'm a a hog raiser. My father was a hog raiser. My grandfather was a hog raiser. And we all educated out of raising hogs. And we have done a lot from hogs. He talks hogs, hogs, hogs. And then Brother Branham asked him, but have you ever realized that God sent you here on earth for a better more than raising hopes. Amen. So God sent you here on earth to accomplish a purpose. And you must discover it. This fellow thought all his on earth is to raise hopes. And educate children. That cannot be the right purpose why God said you here. Especially you, a child of God. You must discover what purpose you are here for. What are you here? For? What are you accomplishing here? Amen. And at the end of the of, of it all, you'll give an account. Amen. That you have accomplished what God you sent, what God sent you here to do. Paul said, I have fought a good fight. I have finished the race. And I have kept the faith. I am waiting for the reward. That is a man who discovered what his Master sent him here to do and he's ready to go there to go home with a report and he's ready to be rewarded that he has accomplished the mission. Now, every child of God. You are here for a purpose. And you must discover the purpose for which you are here. Even Judas had a purpose. Jesus said, all that the Father gave me, I have kept. No one is worse. Uh, 
except for the son of perdition that the scriptures might be fulfilled. Nebuchadnezzar had a purpose. God called him his servant. My servant Nebuchadnezzar. Now which purpose do you have? You ought to seek for that purpose. And you fulfill it. I believe I'm in my purpose. Brother Gideon. Brother Gideon. I believe I'm in the midst of my purpose. This is why God created me. God made me for this. I tried to be something else. And God did not allow it. He, brought me, he drove me to the purpose. And I must accomplish it. I must perform it properly until by the time I live here I'll be satisfied I have accomplished the purpose. Praise be the name of the Lord. Brother Branham gave an illustration about purpose. Even in nature he said, when the sun rises in the morning, it's like a child being born. And the time he stays here, he gives energy to plants. He gives the other crops to, to dry. He does so many things. Actually, today, it produces electricity, solar electricity, charges panels, that energy. a lot of things when it is here. And in the evening, this Mr. Sun dies. And when he dies, he goes in the grave. Where he has been, there is darkness. We can't see him anymore. He's absent. And then after some time, he comes up again. That is resurrection. God brings him back again. Because he served his purpose. When he lived here. He saw the flowers. They serve God's purpose. And when they flower. They give nectar to the bees. To the insects. From which they form honey. And then the flower gets harvested, crushed, and get perfume out of it. Then Mr. Flower also, he serves in the weddings, he serves in the funerals, he gives beauty to the onlookers, they relax as they look at him, he serves his purpose. Then he withers. He's old and he dies. And when he dies, he falls into the ground. 
And then the, the skies mourned. They darken and then pour water on he him. He breaks into the ground. And as he breaks into the ground, he becomes the elements of the earth. And then the plant will pick him again through the roots. And bring him again. He resurrects again. He said, God cares for him. Because when he was here, he served God his purpose. Amen. If God cares for the son, he cares for the father. How much more for you? If you serve, if you serve his purpose, why are you here? Why are you here? You are here to be a daughter, a son of God. Not just to work and get money and then produce children. Then dies. No far. No, that, that cannot be a purpose. You must discover what you are here to accomplish in God's kingdom. Amen. Amen. And then you fulfill it. There are many people who leave this earth just being proud of for raising hooks. For you, you just find your kind of hogs and put it there. Now, now uh, uh, hogs is all you crazy. You take also get some hogs and put them there. Because for you, it may not be hogs. It may be something else. But you are just working and they are doing this and that. And you have never discovered what is God's purpose for you. Amen. Amen. Now let us get to the principles. Amen. Amen. Let us get to the principles. Principles are principles. They are just like laws. Laws of nature. Whether the, it, it will affect everybody. Rich, poor, no matter the race, laws will work against you. So is principles. Amen? Amen. Yeah. So now one of the things I want us to talk about is to have a vision. Everybody, every one of you, every human being, every believer, you should have a vision. The Bible says without vision, people perish. God told Abraham, the Bible says after he had separated with the Lord, then God appeared to him again. And then he told him, lift your eyes and see the far that you see, the far your eyes will 
See, that is what I've given you. Amen. Amen. I cannot give you less than what you have seen. And I will not give you more than what you have seen. Imagine if God told you that. I will not give you less. I will not give you more. But I will give you all that you have seen. Amen. And remember now. His inheritance was a land. And land is the real inheritance. And land is the real wealth. The preacher we had here last weekend. He was making an interview. And he said. Money is not wealth. And you economics. Economics know that. Economics is not wealth. You know, and car, having a car is not wealth. But land is the real wealth. And then the preacher told us that that's why it is called real estates. Those who deal in buying property in buying buying land homes that business is called the real real estate. Amen? The Bible says a wise man leaves inheritance for the children. You cannot leave a car for your children and you think you have left them anything. But a wise person, he will leave a real wealth. Why it is called real? Because all others are not real. Oh, all the other riches, all the other wealth is not real. But the wealth, riches that is real is land. When God gave Adam, he gave him land. This earth. And dress it. And he told him, replenish it. Yes, I've given you. Land is what he gave him. You should endeavor to buy some land. That's the real riches. If you'll die, that's what you leave for your children. Never be here renting. Renting. You're driving a good car. You park it. You park it in in front of a a rented house. And you think you've also accomplished something in life. God created us from the ground. He created us from this ground. If you don't have land, if you don't have land, then you've not created anything. Amen. Amen. From the ground, that's where all the riches are. 
God created you from this soil. And we eat soil to survive. And when we die, we are buried in the soil. Let, let him be taken at their place in Jagwe. In their piece of land. In the, in the piece of land, in the ground, that's where you're buried. God took the wealth. I'll be quoting a lot the words of that man because those are the principles that he has read over time As an established, successful, and motivational speaker and teacher. So I'll be quoting a lot of his words. He said, God got a table. God did not make a table for Adam. He did not give him shoes. He did not give him a, 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 a suit. He got a table and put it in a tree. A tree is planted on the soil. Can you have trees without without land? He got a shoe and put it on the cowhide. Adam must get it there. He must get it from the cowhide. He must get a tree and get a bed from it. So now that Adam, you must work. I've given you to multiply. Bagamba, it is said, among all animals, man has the biggest brain. And it's for a reason. You say the elephant has the biggest. Just that is how even elephants can't don't forget. But man has a bigger brain than the elephant. In proportion to his body. If you compare. The size of your brain in proportion to your body. And then you compare the brain of an elephant in proportion to its body. You have the biggest brain. And there is a reason why he gave you the best, the biggest brain. So that you can establish things. So that you can multiply things. God didn't give you this pulpit. He put it in a tree. And he gave you a big brain. So that you can take this pulpit out of the tree. God never gave you such a coat. He put it in cotton. Or you put it in wool. You put it in wool. So you can go and take a coat out of wool. And you put it on. Hallelujah. Hello. God didn't create a stool for you. He put it in a tree. So that you can go and get it out of the tree. Hello. 
And that seat on which you are sitting. I don't, know the, I don't know where God put it. I don't know where they got it from. But do you notice that all those things come from land? Land. Do you, know, do you know why white men are scrambling for Africa? Why they have a lot of interest in Congo? Congo has many and a lot of minerals. In their land there. The minerals that they want from the land. Some of the presidents of Africa have tried to open their eyes. And they say we are the ones we are the donors to the whites. Because all the riches that they have, all the important things that they have, they get them from here. But for us, we are sleeping. Do you know why the Jews are fighting? And the Palestinians, and the Arabs, they are fighting for land. Land is the real wealth. You are measured by how much land you have. This brother who was here last weekend, he has a business. He's a businessman. He deals in BMW cars. I reached in his office in Lagos. It is very big. He wants to be like my parents. That, house. that quality of a building on a, on a very prime street. street BMW. It has the symbol BMW on it. But as he's speaking about his wealth, he doesn't speak so much about it. At the time we were moving with him and he was car. telling me what a size of a, of a farm he has. He has three thousand hectares of land. Not acres, hectares. hectares. An hectare is much bigger, but it's much bigger than an acre. By how much? One hectare, hectare makes 2.5 acres. Meaning one hectare has 2.5 football Field. I have there in Semuto. I have about 46 acres. But now those are acres. And people think I have big land. If there were 46 hectares. That would be that would be like a 100 something acres. Now, 3000 hectares that he has paved roads in them very organized like a real modern European farm. He said you cannot drive through because you need a lot of time to drive across. He said you can only view, see it through the air. 
And he showed me pic, uh, videos that he has taken as he flies over it. And all that is full of wheat. That is like the whole of Kampala Plus. Of wheat. Amen. Amen. And every season, every season they are putting uh, 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 irrigators and He's the only one who knows how much rice he harvests. And how much billions of money he harvests. From those 3,000 hectares. Those are miles and miles. To him. That is the real wealth. That is the real wealth. Business, business, business businesses. Big one. Ah, uh, they fall. But that's the real riches. Where will the land go? If he left that for his children, he has left wealth. And he has fulfilled the scripture. A rich, a wise man leaves wealth for his offspring. For his children. Now, my point here is it's not really to teach about economics. God told Abraham, lift your eyes. What the far you will see that's how much I have given you. Remember. The treasure he's giving his child is a real estate. Real estate. A real estate. Land. Land. That's why his offsprings are up to today. That's why they have established themselves. That's why they are fighting. They are not saying we can't, we can't even sacrifice even an inch of our land. But remember, it depended on his vision. Look. Behold where your eyes will stop. Ah, mukubekwa amina. Say amen. The farthest you will see I've given the place to you. I've said that is the real estate. There there might be gold, there might be petroleum, there might be gold. I'm telling you shoes come from the height. This tie that I'm putting on comes from the ground. These God bless them in the, in the heights of animals. Amen. Learn. All riches. But lift up your eyes. The fathers you will see. I've given it to you. You are limited by your vision. 
not declare it's not only you remember it's not only you but even your descendants are going to depend on your vision there are many people behind you they are within your loyons they are all depending on how much you are going to view if my wealth and my future and the future of my offspring is dependent on my vision then I must see very far let me look for the tallest hill and then on the hill I climb the tallest tree so that I can see as far as possible because the father I see is how much I'm going to get brother you cannot be more than your vision you be there and close your eyes and you slumber and you think that blessings will just come and you just find yourself when things have happened when you're well off no. God never created man to live like that you are not an animal no you are a human being. God gave you a brain. He made you in his image. How does God do things? Before even there was the stars and the moon. Before he even became God. He was Elohim. But in him. Was a vision. He was seeing even us today. He was seeing our salvation today. And the lamb was slain. Before the foundation of the world. Because he was seeing Gideon. Who lived in 2000. He must have an atonement. He must have an overcoming power in the blood of Jesus Christ that before the foundation of the world he was seeing the future the Bible said Jesus when he saw the John that awaited him he bore the pain he bore the shame he bore the reproach because he was seeing the joy that was ahead of him. Brother, brother, open your eyes and look. And what do you see when you look? What do you see when you look? Some people are living a careful life. Living in adulteries, getting illegitimate children because they have no vision. Their eyes are blind. They but no. Their eyes are blind. But they are just there. They are waiting one thing. They push something, pushes him, and he goes. He has no plan. 
He doesn't know what he wants. He doesn't know what he's seeking for. What do you want from some people's women? That's not your wife. What do you benefit from This man who is not your husband. Why should he impregnate you? You are a fool. You are blind. You are in darkness. You are just walking, hitting walls. Because you don't have a vision. If you you had a vision, you would know what you want. What do you want to become tomorrow? Will determine how you behave now. You who is not my husband, what do you want from me? What do you want from me? You want to spoil my future? You want to spoil my vision? That is the wise person. Without a vision, people perish. I have a, a future to live. I have a vision. I want to marry. Be somebody's wife. Be a mother. I value my vision. I value my future. I value my tomorrow. I'm not just surviving today to to die. David said, I shall not die, but I will live because I have a vision to accomplish. Therefore, nothing can kill me now. I have a purpose. I have a vision. There is something I'm looking at. I want to accomplish something. I know my redeemer lives. I know where I'm going. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. It doesn't matter what I'm going through now. But one thing I know. When he will appear. We will be like him. Now, if you have a vision, that vision becomes your character. How will I get married tomorrow? And I produce children. And I have this bastard one. When I produced him in church, what testimony will I give my children? How will my husband look at me? How will he value me? Why don't you get wisdom? Without vision, people perish. You ought to be looking at something. What you want to reach to. What you're seeking for in life. The condition that you're going through now. It's not what defines you. It's 
What defines you is the thing that is in you. <laughs> Elohim. Elohim. He had all things in him. He had us in him worshiping him. Hallelujah. Yeah. But at that time, you would not even worship him. Because he was existing, but it was as if he wasn't existing because he had not worshipped him. All those things were in him. It's a matter of time to them, to the, for them to unfold. Brother, yes, and the angel told Brother Brenner, never smoke, never drink alcohol, never defy yourself. Because when you grow up, I want to point you where you're going. There is a work that you're going to do. So, start keeping yourself. Keep yourself. Fit for that work. Keep yourself so that you'll be fit for that work. People live careless lives because they have no vision. Brother Branham, Brother Branham said that there is a fish that is called jellyfish. It doesn't have a backbone. It cannot say, I'm going this direction. That is where I'm going. Whether the storm comes, wherever the waves are going, I'm going here. If the waves will come this side, I will not obey the waves. I will go through them. That jellyfish cannot do like that. But it is a fish that has backbone. As the waves are going this way, for them they are going where the waves are coming from. They go where they want to go. They go where they want to go. Praise God. Come attend the You are not a jellyfish. You are a child of God. You are a believer. Praise God. Come attend the You must go where you want to go. See, be still. See, be still. Hallelujah. Joshua knew what he wanted to, to accomplish. He knew what he wanted to see. And before he saw it, he stopped the night from coming. Night stop! Night stop there! There is something I want to see. In my mind, there is a mission that I've got to accomplish. Praise God. That is a child of God. That is an ego. You know what you want. I will not die. 
Until I have seen this. Praise God. There is a man in the temple. He was called Simeon. He had a vision. I will not die. Until I have seen the Lord is Christ. Praise God. Let COVID come. Let Ebola come. Let famine come. Let war come. Whatever will kill people. Let them die. But for me, I will not die until I've seen the Lord is Christ. Praise God. I have a vision. And one day, as he was, as the children were being dedicated, the Holy Spirit moved on him. He must have felt sensation. Like a wind over his head. And his hair raised. Speak, my Lord. And he saw the pillar of fire move upon the child. He went. And the glow of God's glory surrounded the child. And the revelation struck. This is what you have lived to see. He held a child. Say, Lord, now let my your servant depart in peace. Because my eyes have seen the Lord is Christ. Now I'm ready to die. What are you living for? Don't you just live carelessly without any aim. I'm waiting for the day I'll die. Even monkeys are waiting for the day to die. Even monkeys are there waiting for the day they will die. For you are not a monkey. Please. Bambi. Ah, for me, I survive day by day like a drunkard chicken. Better no quality. Have a vision. Child of God, have a vision. You can't be better than your vision. And you, you can't work more than you your aim. You can't. You can't work more than that. Praise God. You can't work more than your aim. And the aim is vision. Preacher. What kind of ministry do you want to have? It will determine your prayer life. It will, it will, it will determine your reading life. It will determine your devotion. How much you are going to preach, how much you are going to dedicate yourself. Let me tell you, hard-working people, where you say, ah, 
and you say so and so is a work. It's not because of energy. No. The hardworkingness is not in the muscles. Hardworkingness is in the mind. I've seen weak, physically weak people work all day long, day and night, because there is something they are looking for. I've seen people who are huge with a lot of muscles who sleep all day long. That's why the Bible says something is the workshop of the devil, the Bible. And I don't mind. If you'll ever get married to a man, a weak man, you've married a prostitute. If you'll ever marry a wife who, who sleeps all the time and wakes up at time, cannot even lay the bed where they are. You've married a prostitute. Weak people are adulterers. Not weak, lazy. Lazy people. Lazy people. They are adulterers. They are spoiled. They become the workshop of the devil. They have no intentions. They even produce children without any plan. That is a character of lesser people. Brother, sister. Brother, sister. You ought to have an aim in life. It will put you on tender hoots. Praise be the name of the Lord. Even the Baganda say the weak people eat too much, the lazy people. One man said, The tragedy is not that man dies, but what dies in man while he is still. Living. That is a tragedy. People who have had impact on earth. They didn't live very long. Jesus died at 33. Brother Branham said Paul was a young man. People, Brother Branham died at 55. What is that? A messenger of an age like this. Oh, Mubaka, oh, Murembenga, Guno. Mbuzayo, chisela, chitono nyo miaka ngevidi, yesatu. Ngevidi. Ntukewe ya fi. I'm left like with the two years to reach the age when he died. Brother Branham. Brother Branham. Don't you see that I'm still a, a whip? I'm still handsome. Not, in, not handsome. Hey. I'm still strong. I'm still strong to die. 
But then he had accomplished his work. In the days of the voice of the seventh angel. That work of in the days of the voice of the seventh angel. At 55. What was in him had already come out. Brother, sister. Brother, sister. There is something that is dying in you. It is dying. You might be young. You might be healthy. But there is something that is dying. And when they take you for a general body checkup, they, so, they say you are so healthy. Your heart is strong. Your lungs are vibrant. Your kidneys are okay. You are what, 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 what? But there is something that is dying. There is a preacher in you. He's dying and dying and dying and dying and is expiring. There is a, there is a, there is a prophet in you. There is a business person who is dying. There is an investor. A great investor in you. Dying, 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 dying. dying. He's dying, he's almost, he's almost going to be buried. That's why the man told you the five plans he wrote at the age of 14, 15. The house where he says he's living today. He says he, he built it. Uh, is it 23, 24? I have been to that. I have not entered that house. But the brethren took me and I saw it on the hill like that. My friend. When he said he built it before 25. He said what? 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 Brother, let that person who is in you, the purpose of God that is in you, let it start living. Let it awaken. Those things that are almost dying, please tighten them. Engineer Mugwe. That engineer that is in you is dying. Instead of reading books, no excelling. And you excel. When you are at school, you're playing football. Basketball. Basketball. Only too playful. Until the school is comprehending. This boy ought to be a good performer. He used to be very intelligent. But the problem is too playful. What will you gain out of playfulness? Only too playful. You're too playful. Uh, do we still have school children here? Young the report ones? they are giving about you that you're too playful. What will you gain out of that? 
Now instead of getting good marks, at Piero either will take you to a good secondary, you go to poor marks, you go to a poor school that is taught by school dropouts who are ready to survive on very small, small salaries. They are the ones that are going to teach you. Because you performed badly. Because you were too playful. Now the doctor that is in you. The engineer that is in you. He's sick. He's on drip. You would be... Ah, you'd be a pastor's wife. But you're repenting of sexy scandals. Which pastor will marry you? You'd be a pastor's wife. You'd be an apostle's wife. such a great purpose. And you fulfill such a great purpose. Of being a wife of a minister. Do you know what that means? God entrusting you with God, his servant. To take care of his servant. What a great reward it is in heaven. But now and then, you are falling into sexy scandals. You are filling your, your brain with the rubbish on social media. And that purpose is sick. It is on drip. About to die. And God told Brother Branham, Brother Branham keep yourself for you have a purpose. Praise God. Come out and the way man thinketh in his mind. That is the way he is. You cannot be higher than your thoughts. You cannot. You cannot. Praise God. Come out and the Bible says. The way man thinketh. That's who he is. If you want me to know to tell you who you are and what you'll ever be, let me catch your thoughts. I will tell you who you are. Brother Bram said, Brother Bram Yagamba, the healthiest person here among us, if he puts it in his mind that I am sick. I am sick. I am sick. He said they will carry him out of here. If he puts in his mind, I am healthy. I am healed. The Bible says, Let the weak say, I am strong. 
Let the poor say, I am rich. Praise God. Hallelujah. I am strong. I am rich. Brother Brown said, the most spiritual person here, the saintliest, if he puts in his mind that I am a sinner, I'm a sinner. He will go and do what sinner people do. Because his mind is saying, he is a sinner. The Bible says we believe and we confess with our lips. And then we get salvation. What you believe, you confess it. Put it in your mind. Put it in your heart. Confess it. That's who you are. Brother Bram said, you can never mount to anything above your confession. Praise God. I used to tell my siblings, I'll, I'll be a great person. I'll be somebody like a government minister or something. I'll be a great person. There is a, another brother of mine who used to torture me a lot. And I, I, I told him, wait when I grow old. I'm going to be a great person. And I will, one day you will come to see me. And I will hear someone knocking at the door. I ask who is that one at the gate. They say it is Swan. So I'll not speak his name. And then I will say, I'll tell him to go back. Now I got saved. But if I didn't get saved, what I spoke would have come to pass. I'm not as, uh, a, a, a great person. To the standards of the world. But if I was in the world, I would be that. But even in the kingdom of God, by the grace of God, I'm what I am because of what grace has made me. And that's what I used to see when I was young. I spoke those things at 10 years. That's what I was in my mind. In my thoughts, that's what I was. But even in my father's house, God has given me grace to be somehow high. Let me speak with humility. Even if it is boastful, let me not be boastful. But even if I would be in the world, that is what I had in my thoughts. Amen. Amen. What you want in your thoughts. You're not something else but what you want in your thoughts. God didn't tell Abraham for now that lift up your eyes and see. The farthest your eyes will see. That is what you will become. Now, what you want to be, brother? God is also telling you the same thing. 
Lift up your eyes and see. And see. The farthest your eyes will see. That is what God has given you. Hallelujah. Brother. Brother. In your journey to become, you may fall a thousand times. That's what the Bible says. A righteous man falls a thousand times. But the Lord raises him up. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Brother, it doesn't matter Brother, how many times you fall. You rise. But finally, you will be there. You will reach there. Praise God. Write the vision and make it plain upon the table that he may run. He that readeth it. And though the vision tarries, yet at the appointed time it will come to pass. It may turn, but one day it will come to pass. You must have a vision. And write the, vi the vision. And Blessed be the name of the Lord. And then after that, you have a vision. Be honest. Be honest. The other Honestly contending for the faith. Honestly. Containing for the faith. Be honest. Praise be the name of the Lord. That is another principle. God will not, not just get it and give it to you. Dutimude said, A garden of maize. He said, A revival is not a miracle. Just like a garden of maize is not a miracle. You never a maize garden with many acres and say, Oh, what a miracle. Uh -uh. Somebody worked hard to make it happen. There is a lot of hard work. There is a lot of sleepless nights. Successful people wake up in the night and they think of what they want to accomplish and how to do it. Yes. Wow. They are big and great thinkers. Even in the ministry, 
Yes. We were. The revival is not a miracle. That was said by Dwight Moody. He's a great revivalist. He said revival is not a miracle. You don't find so many souls have come to the Lord. And a man has a big ministry. And you say, what a miracle. No. Jesus said, go, make disciples. Go make. Go bear fruits. And that your fruits may remain. My purpose is to do the work of my father and to finish it. Work while it is day. Night cometh where no man can work. You are given power to create, to make things happen. Yes, sir. Brother Bogere. Brother Bogere. It will not be a miracle. I'm waiting for a miracle. I'm waiting for my miracle. No. Wait for the blessing of the Lord on what you're doing. Wait for the blessing of the Lord on what you're doing. Those who read and excel, they don't spend nights in the nightclubs. They're not children who escape and spend nights in the nightclub. They are the ones who read and even place their feet in the basins of water. And, and then they pray for God to help them, to bless them, to bless their efforts. Isn't it? Ecclesiastes 9 10 says, Whatsoever thy hand findeth to do, huh? what is your doing? I'm a farmer. What is your doing? I'm a carpenter. What is your doing? I'm a teacher. What is your doing? Huh? Whatsoever thy hand find, I'm a preacher. What is your doing? I'm a housewife. Even there are some lazy mothers who lose their children because they are lazy. Yes. Wow. Uh, there is a video that has been flying on social media this week. And a preacher was saying, people devote their time to train their dogs. And they become what they want them to become. They ignore their children. 
they lose their children to the world, become wild, and they gain their dogs properly trained. The Bible says, train a child the way he should go. Even when he is older, he will not depart from it. But it takes a diligent and honest, a hard-working mother to put his hand and his investment on the children. Because if you lose your children, you have lost it all. You go to look for money, you'll get money, and you lose your children, and your money will be eaten by strangers. You cannot leave your inheritance to a harlot, to a drug addict. You are a believer. And God gives you money. And your child is a drug addict. Your child is a harlot. What have you gained? You've got to devote your time to your children to make them right. Satan is a thief. He's the greatest thief ever. The greatest robber. He robbed this whole earth from Adam by giving him a wrong thought through Eve. And the whole world was robbed. The devil will creep in and start sowing seeds. Funny, 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 funny seeds in your children. While men slept, the enemy came in at night and sowed in tears. Amen. So, even you can, even less mothers, they are likely to produce to lose their, their children. Look at Meda, the wife of Brother Branham. The children testified. Every time he would be ironing your clothes, he would be in prayer. Lord, I pray as she puts on this blouse, may the Spirit of God anoint and influence her mind. I claim her soul, Lord. I claim her mind. Lord, as she puts, he puts on this, this trouser, Bind his heart on you, Lord. I claim her. Is that doable by a lazy mother? Your children can temporarily even be taken. But those prayers will follow them. That training you gave them will catch up with them. 
But it takes a hard-working mother. Whatsoever thy hand findeth to do, do with thy might. There is, for there is no work, no device. No knowledge, no wisdom in the grave. Whither thou goest. And Brother Branham said, I would rather wear out than rust out. Praise God. In the equation, there is one denominator out. You either rust out or wear out. But whichever way you will be out of here one of these days. And you will go by wearing or by rusting. So whatsoever, that's the scripture. Ecclesiastes 19. And the prophet here says, why didn't he go over there and clean all the Philistines and so forth? And say, come on. You've got something to do too. God don't just poke things down your neck. You've got to believe it. You've got to do some fighting. As Peter Cartwright said to the drunkard that day, many of you has read his, uh, told him, said, what are you going to do here? Said, I'm going to hold a meeting. Said, who told you? Said, the Lord. Said, you got to whip me first. Said, well, if that's, that's my next job, all right. And then he thought, beating him up, got on top of him, get beat him in the face. Said, I must fight if I should reign. Increase my courage, Lord. Beat the guy up, said. You got enough. And that's a preacher, remember. If to preach here, I have to beat you. That's my next job. Because I have to preach He said, yep. Shook his hand. Come on back and got saved. He came back later on and got saved. That's what we need. You've got to do some fighting. Not with your fists. But with the power of God in your testimony. That's how you overcome. By the blood of the Lamb and by your testimony. Tell the devil he's got no strings tied to you. You put your, this disease on me. But Jesus delivered me from, delivered me from it. He promised, it. he promised it to me. So many says, 
If the Lord would take this evil spirit from me, from drinking, or from gambling, or from lying, or stealing, I will serve him. But that's up to you. You've got to do something too. They that overcome shall inherit all things. They that overcome. You have power to do it. But you must be willing to lay it down. See, she yeah. has made herself ready. I like that word. You see? God could not push up through a little pipe. Pull us out on the air on the other end. And then saying, Blessed is he that overcometh. You have nothing to overcome. He just pushed you through. But you've got to make decisions for yourself. I have to make a decision for myself. In doing that, we show our faith and respect to God. Otherwise, Israel would be just the most prayerful people. And as the, his borders and the attack them and butcher them. They just declared their fasting for a month of fasting and prayer that God may save them from the enemy. No. As they pray, they are attacking. They are fighting. That is the way. You've got to pray as you work hard. Hallelujah. God save the sinners. Save them, Lord. And you don't go out to preach. Or if you go to preach, you preach funny. Funny. Funny truth. Funny truth. Do you know you can preach funny truth? Truth, but in a funny presentation. In our church, women don't 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 preach. That is truth. And you leave it there. You just you just drop something to a people who have never heard about it without a proper foundation. Eve slept with a serpent. That is final truth. And when, fun, when truth is presented in a funny way, it is a lie. It is false. How can God judge people with the truth that is missing? Represented. Winning source requires wisdom. 
These people, these people have never heard about that thing. It is the truth. But it is strange to them. God sent a prophet, William Branham. What makes him different from Buddha? What makes him different from Muhammad? You are another cult following some man. For me, I'm following Jesus. The person will be right to argue that way. Because the very person who presented to him the truth is funny. But if you dug the foundation and you saw scriptures why there was need for an end time messenger an end time prophet you dig the scriptures you saw, you saw the scripture he shows this before the great and dreadful day there shall come a ministry to restore turn the hearts of the children who are the fathers? It is the apostles. The, the book of Acts church. What are the children? It is us. The Pentecostals of this generation. Our faith is to be turned back. And who turns it back? Is Elijah the prophet. So. And why? Why is William Branham the one fulfilling that position? Strange birth. Followed by a sign. Highly vindicated. Above any other preacher in the age. And, and his message. Is nothing but the restoration of the Bible. He restored to this. To that. That is now truth. Not just dropping a bomb. Take it, leave it. Oh, You'd rather stay silent and never speak. Sometimes I go preaching with some people. And I come back so offended and grieved. Hearing what they speak. It just threatens souls and scares them away than to save them. And I, I would be saying, if I was also a sinner, or if I was in a denomination, and I hear such things, I would just take off. And if you do that, you're right. Are we together? Paul told Timothy, show yourself approved. Never speak something that is strange to people. Something new to people. Without having time to explain it. You must have the time 
and the knowledge of it and the right approach then mention it. If you're not going to have enough time and you don't have the right approach and you don't have good knowledge leave it. Chite. Don't mention it that day. I think you, you, you normally hear the way I preach. Even on the radio. I don't just drop things there. Wisdom is required. You have to go first into the mind of the other person. And you, you see what their mind will receive, how it will receive it at their level. Therefore, you first go there and you prepare ground in their mind before you saw a seed. Brother Bram said, a fisherman who fishes without a bait he scares the sheep. That means he scares the fish. They catch. Amen. Amina. We're going to have two services in the name of the Lord Jesus. So I don't want to hurry to finish up with things. Let me speak uh, on one more principle and I finish. Be faithful. Be faithful. If you're to be successful, be faithful. Hallelujah. Hey. Some people, if you're to be a preacher, be faithful. The Bible says, What you have heard of me among many witnesses. The same commit thou to faithful men who shall be able to teach others also. Faithful! A successful minister he will have to be faithful one to his mentor Two to the Lord. There are people you send somewhere or you leave a responsibility over of some small church. Some young church. And from that moment on, they rub you out of the picture. They become the Alpha and Omega of that ministry. Imagine if Paul has left you in Ephesus. But now, the influence of Paul 
It has to end there. That ministry becomes yours immediately. And everything you answer about, you answer questions you, do, you understand and what you don't understand. Even before you are given full authority, ordained as the pastor, you are already the pastor. I'm the pastor of this place. And you have never been given that. The, the, your, your, your senior, your mentor, your spiritual father, has never handed it over to you. And sometimes you look at them. If, if this one has given himself to me, now why should I ordain him after when he has already ordained himself? They are not faithful. Those people, the ministers that we are raised by Paul, they were required to remain faithful him. He said, all men have forsaken me. But you alone stand with me. Be faithful to your spiritual father. If you are faithful in another man's work, the Bible says God will give you your own work. Don't grab. Don't work against the influence. Be faithful. Refer to him. Amen. I am representing him. You see, Brother Maduka was here. He was because of my I'm holding the reputation of my pastor in my hands. I'm so favored. I'm so favored in everything. One of the greatest favors God has on me is to put me under such a man. Don't think he has never maybe seen something negative because we all But he Paint a good picture and a great picture of easy pastor. Other people you send them, they go in their name. They never even say, My pastor has greeted you. And they are still under your ministry. But they are running it as their ministry. They are not faithful. And if I realize you're not faithful, I cannot entrust you with responsibility. Let me tell you, we all become what we become because of other men who open for us. Look at my ministry. Do you know even my going to people, places like Zambia? I have friends in South Africa. People like Apostle Kang in Zambia. Zambia. Places in other places. Do you know I have people like Gwandaru who have gone there before? 
And they opened a door for me. If they knew that I'm not faithful, when I go there, I am to their disadvantage. I'll be working against them and establishing myself. Why should they open for me? You got to be faithful. Even to your pastor, even to your spiritual. Praise God. As a person, I mean, the more faithful you are, the more favor. And the more, the more your senior will work to lift you up. Because you are very good. Your purpose, your motive is good. Let me tell you, it is a biblical. In the Bible, men, even kings, even preachers, even prophets, Sought to be anointed by their elders for a blessing to come on them. They never started and went on their own. I know I have a calling. I'm greatly more used of God. I'm like him. I'm a man, he's a man. You are not faithful. To be faithful is to be an ambassador, a faithful ambassador. Praise God. If you're faithful in another man's work, you'll be trusted with him. Faithfulness is a principle to success. Why are you here, you people? Is it because I'm the best preacher? There are many good preachers that are But you are here because you, you believe that I am faithful. Gideon is not seeking his own. He's seeking things of the Lord. Now, if we will follow him, he will take us to the things of the Lord. He's not seeking his own as an individual. And when he sees the truth, he's faithful to that truth. He felt just to please people. All for gain from the people. He's faithful. So I'm successful because people believe I'm faithful. And I also believe I'm faithful. And I pray God to give me more grace to be more faithful. So I'm successful. People will rally and follow me because they believe I am faithfully following the message. Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. If we are not sure 
that you really cherish Christ. If we are not sure of that, that you follow and you are very faithful Christ, why should we follow you? So faithfulness is a great key to success. There are some of you, even the good things that are in you, be it a good business or entrepreneur. Those good things are on a drip. They are about to die. Because no one trusts you. Everyone you deal with. He goes complaining and murmuring. When you employ someone. They complain. When they give you a contract. They complain. I have people here. I don't take a month without getting a phone call of those who are complaining. Some people have never met them. But they struggle to get my phone to complain about that brother. We understand you are his pastor. But he treated me this little And now he dodges my phone. And when you ask him, you know, Pastor, that person is that person. They are good at defending themselves. And you feel if they were near you. Shut up! Why you? Why is it they're always complaining on you? Are you the only one who is misunderstood all the time? Why you? Why your name all the time? It is the name that comes to me all the time. As you're not faithful. Even I don't understand the people. That is sister. It happened like this. Like that. that man, it happened like this. Why only you? The other day I called you about another case. And another day I called you about another case. Why you? In the entire church, why you? Shut up! You just a... Don't you plead for yourself. And I can predict, I can prophesy. Unless you repent, you will never succeed. Even protect those little things you're still having. Because they are still they are about to get lost. I prophesy. It's not hard to prophesy. Because I can look at principles. Who can hire you? Who can direct you where there is a contract? Who can connect you to his friend? I get a phobia for you even to know my friend and to have their contacts. Because next time you're going to borrow from them. 
and you will ashamed me. Onswaze. I fear Mtiamu. for you to become a to know the contact of my friends. I fear you. succeeding Let us see how let us see how you succeed. You cannot. As I fear you. That's how Swan Sophia That's how Swan Sophia That's how Swan Sophia he fears to lend you. They even fear you getting close to their friends. Because his reputation is at stake. If you got in connection with his friends, people who respect him, it will end there. You can never be successful. You can never be successful. If you are not faithful. There are people like once. Someone comes to me and says, this person is faithful. If, if he told you that happened by mistake, if he told you that thing happened by mistake, it truly happened by mistake. Because that person I know is of integrity. If he told you it happened by mistake, it must be true. Because I know that brother, I know that sister, is a person of integrity. And I'm the one defending. Because I know you are of integrity. Isn't that true? Yeah, there are people that we fear. We fear even for them to meet our friends. We fear them meeting our friends. Amen. Amen. There is someone, even if he's in... A, Terrible conditions. And I said, mm -mm, I'll not beg. You see this man that I was here? He was here very poor. Very poor even to afford the, you know, basic, basic thing. Yeah, I borrowed from MTN to fill my, my car. But he went without even asking a coin from him. And I cannot even ask from him, I would rather die. 
I'd rather die than to borrow from him or ask from him. And you ask me his contact and I give it to you. you I will just know you're going to shame me. I have a contract, contract. I'm going to get it and such and I'll bring it back. How oh, we are fed up of such things. Use your money or go and borrow in the bank. But if you fail to pay, let your security be taken. You will not succeed. I've prophesied. You will never succeed if you're not faithful. Jesus told the Pharisees, if you are the seed of Abraham, you will do the works of Abraham. If you are also a child of God, God watches over his words. He does not allow it to fail. You also, when you promise, it must pain you. You must struggle to fulfill what you have promised. But by the time someone who struggles to find your pastor's contact, because you have become so complicated, and when he's calling your pastor, he says, this man is a crook. He's a crook. That one I cannot call back what I've seen. I've seen enough. He's a crook. Can you imagine? How will you succeed? We all live by others. But if people fear you and they don't trust you, how will you succeed? You can't. If you are to succeed in the ministry, in the business, be faithful. Be trustworthy. Be trustworthy. Proverbs 20 verse 6. But a faithful man who, who can find. The just man walketh in his integrity. His children are blessed after him. A faithful person. A trustworthy man. Amen. Even his children reap the fruits 
of his faithfulness, of his trustworthiness. Amen. Amen. Jonathan, Jonathan faithfully followed David. Amen. Amen. He risked even his life for David. And when David became a king, he said, is there anyone who remaineth from the house of Saul to give him kindness for the sake of my, my friend Jonathan. They told him, there is one by the name of Mephibosheth. He's lame. He's a poor man in some village there. He's lame. He's a son of Jonathan. David said, bring him ready. Mephibosheth was just there in the village and he saw a convoy. They are calling in the state house. You're going to eat with the president. He's being paid for the faithfulness of his father. Faithfulness it doesn't bless only you. Even your offsprings. Hallelujah. Amen. Thanks be to the Lord. Uh, there was a time I visited. I visited a certain man. He's my cousin brother. He's uh, where let me leave that one out. But there is something about keeping integrity. Amen. Amina. The faithful gets promoted. Amen. Amina. We can read it very fast, Matthew 25, verse 20. And so he had received. And so he that had received five talents came and brought other five talents, saying, Lord, thou deliveredest unto me five talents. Behold, I have gained beside them five talents more. His Lord said unto him, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of thy Lord. He also that I have received two talents came and said, Lord, thou deliverest unto me two talents. Behold, I have gained two other talents beside them. His Lord said unto him, 
Well done, good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of thy Lord. Then he which had received the one talent came and said, Lord, I knew thee that thou art a hard man, reaping where thou hast not sown, and gathering where thou hast not strolled. And I was afraid and went hid the talent in the earth. Lord, there, there thou hast that is thine. His Lord answered and said unto him, Thou wicked and sorrowful servant, thou knewest. In other words, you're not faithful. If you knew, you are not going to do it. Why did you take my talent? I trusted you. And you were not faithful. You look at him and you think he's faithful because he brought back the talent. But he knew the reason as why he was given that talent. And he convinced, he convinced the person who gave it to him that he was going to work. Yet it was not what he's going to do. But it was letting her down Whenever you fail faithfulness, ne expectation, an expectation, you are not faithful. Thou oughtest therefore to have put my money to the exchanges, and then, my, then at my coming, I should have received my own with us. Take therefore the talent from him and give it unto him which has ten talents for unto every man that has shall be given and he that shall and he shall have abundance but from him that has not shall be taken away even that which he has. Oh, all faithfulness brings promotion. Faithfulness brings us let me tell you. Faithful workers, faithful people, faithful businessmen, faithful, faithful, faithful. Are an, an endangered species in this generation. And when someone finds him, he doesn't want to let him go. He wants to promote him and give him in more, even in more sensitive places. Higher places of responsibility. Because this is a very rare person. He is faithful. Governments are seeking for people who are faithful. Companies are seeking for people who are faithful. And employers, whether it's a builder, whether it's a carpenter, whether it's a. They are seeking for faithful people. If you're not faithful, you will not succeed. Amen. Amina. May God bless you. Ye mukama.
Kama. Yemo Kama. Yesu Christu. Yazokira. Mova Yemu Kama. Kale yugere ne 